Hi, I'm Tina Spangler with TLC Barrels, and welcome to my podcast. This is March 1st, 2022. It's like springtime in the weather. Uh, we're starting to have leaves and flowers bloom and grass is turning green. <clears throat> so in Florida, it's a really nice uh, to know that the next 100 days are going to be spring-like weather. So that means longer days for all of you that work full-time. You're going to get to ride more. So I think that in itself should be a reason for everyone to be excited and motivated to chase their barrel racing dreams. So this Q&A number 81 is for my Facebook virtual coaching group, which is at 103 members, and it's been going since August of 2020, which is about a year and a half um, now. So 2022 of August will be two full years. I've had 133 people sign up and 103 are still with me and a third of those signed up for a year and the rest have been, um, about half of those have been with me for a year and the rest have signed up in this last year. So it's been a really exciting thing and what that tells me is that the information in the group is worth staying for and that makes me really happy. That means you're getting getting something out of your slow motion critiques I do of training and competition. You're enjoying maybe the video tips in the group or the skill and mindset challenges or even the members only website where there's all kinds of things like a year and a half worth of live Q&As, um, the uh, uh, challenges for a year, as well as video training tips, 150 videos in there um, from everything from tuning up your barrel horse to dry, dry work, groundwork, drills, etc. So um, I'd like to welcome a new member, Caitlin in Florida. And um, this week, I'm putting some stuff in the group. Uh, dry work's going to be about doing um, the three-circle drill. Um, that's where you do a lateral circle, a counter arc circle, and a vertical circle. Um, also about doing some, you know, uh, different groundwork with your horse, uh, safety videos, um, having a pre-run game. That's going to be something I'm going to talk about in the group today. Put it in there about journaling and um, having your journal to refer to and changing all negative thoughts into positive thoughts. Um, so all those are going to be challenges in the group this week. Um, so watch for video tips every day. And um, let's see here. The personal best drawing is going to be done tomorrow. I'm going to give you extra time to let me know if you had a personal best for February. That can be any win you're proud of. Maybe you ran a fast time in an arena. Maybe you met a goal with your horse in training. There's 18 names on there so far. You'll get a prize. Um, you'll get to pick from a prize if your name is pulled. And I will do the drawing tomorrow, Wednesday, March 2nd. So right now there's 18 names. If your name's not on the list, which I posted with the Monday wins um, yesterday, uh, let me know. The topic today is going to be in it to win it, so I'm going to get into that here in just a minute after I answer a few questions. Um, I did about 10 videos uh, Saturday and Sunday, and I did another five yesterday. I still have a couple more to do this morning that came in, so remember whenever I'm doing videos for you guys, um, 
I'm going to always uh, try to turn them around in 24 to 48 hours. Of course, it depends on my clinic and lesson schedule, but I will definitely get back to you. If you don't hear from me within 24 to 48 hours, just shoot me a text and say, did you get my video? Every once in a while, I'll miss a message or possibly it may not have come through. So let's just check in if that's the case. Um, but generally within two days, I'll have it back to you. So um, I hope everybody's had a really good week overall and are excited about the spring weather. The first question was about first barrel problems and going to the fence. So we have to look at it. There was two people in the group that had an issue with that. <coughs> we have to look at it why. Um, one could be rider Q. Maybe you were really stiff and maybe you pulled on the reins. Maybe you never sat down. Maybe you just did a, an inside rein pull and you didn't do any kind of talking to your horse and changing your body and preparing them for that new speed to that barrel. So we need to look at videos and see if that's the case. Um, it could have been the speed in a different setup. So if you normally run short scores in an indoor building and all of a sudden you went to an outdoor building, I mean outdoor arena, and the barrel's way far away and the arena's wide open and you let your horse get rolling and then you didn't cue them with the proper change in your body and your voice and your hands, you didn't do anything like that, that could cause it. Um, also education with speed. Some horses have a lot of motor and they don't need to use it all to first. You might be able to float them to first and still um, and still clock good. You have to also look at where the timer is. The shortest part of the barrel race, the shortest part of the barrel race is from the timer to first barrel. So you don't have to come rolling in from the back of the alleyway. If you have a push horse that you need to wake up, sure, you may do that. But if you've watched any of the in a far pro rodeo, pro rodeos, you've seen barrel racers who creep those horses up to the mouth of the arena or closer to the eye, depending on the setup, like Cheyenne or something, uh, Pendleton. The shortest distance of the entire barrel race is from the timer to the first barrel. So you don't have to get fully flying. So if you have a free runner, you may not want to run till you get closer to the timer. So those are all things to consider, as well as position, timing, all of those things can play a factor. Um, your, you know, your timing, your feel of when to change your body. But if you're stiff in your body, your adrenaline is up with your horse and you just pull on that inside rein, they are going to go um, to the fence or up the fence. You know, you really, and also, did you go up the middle and then to your arc or did you go full blast straight towards the barrel and lose your arc? Um, all of those things can cause a first barrel issue. <clears throat> so let's, if you have that problem going on, send me a video and we'll analyze it and see what we come up with. So, um, you know, I need, I need you to communicate back with me. You know, it helps me a lot to know what you think or how does it feel. It doesn't do me all, I can't really come up with all the answers. <clears throat> Excuse me. I can't come up with all the answers if all I get is a video and no feedback. You know, I need to know, you know, did something change? Are you giving them more protein in their diet? Um, did they warm up wild? Did you, you know, change your mindset? Um, you know, how did, what did you think and how did they feel? Those are really important things for me to know. So, so a little bit of um, communication, you know, a phone call or a text message, uh, you know, an email, whatever <clears throat> can help me help you as well. 
sorry, my throat's dry this morning. Um, the next question was about youth writers. Um, I've been having a lot of moms concerned, um, with their youth writers. There needs to be a rule for my, my, my kids, my, my son, my girls that came regular. I always told their parents, um, if they didn't ride three times a week, don't pay for their lessons, don't pay for their entry fees because they're not prepared. Um, you know, you, some parents are even harder than that. They make the kids feed the horses before and after, you know, school. Um, you know, they make, make do all their care, stall cleaning, all of that. So, I mean, I'll meet them in the middle, especially if your youth have other things going on with school. You know, they are playing in other sports and things like that. But if all they do is horses, then, of course, they can handle doing more of the responsibility. But there should be a rule that they ride or lunge or do something three three times a week, 30 minutes um, with their horse a week for A, because they're not going to be fit enough and, and to be able to do their job on the weekend where they might risk injury and getting hurt. Um, also you don't have that trust and bond built. You don't have a horse that's focused and prepared. Um, instead it, it, you'll usually have a hyper horse and then it's not fun to make it for it's a weekend warrior to them and make them super sore because they've been sitting for a week and all of a sudden you work them really hard. So definitely, um, uh, you know, keep those things in mind explain to them how expensive it is for, gassing up the truck and feeding that horse and paying those entry fees that you need them to do their part and be focused. So that's important as well and also prepared. So um, the second thing was about hands in the turn. Um, what I'm seeing is some people not releasing their cues in the videos that I've done. Um, you have to remember, you guys, a horse that's been trained properly, a horse that has a really good foundation, a horse that's been patterned with repetition and consistency so that they know there's a go cue, a rate cue, and a turn cue, and you're going to ask and then trust and release, you know, to let them do it. That's when you get a snappier turn, not when you pull on them in the turn, not when you pull a horse around a barrel. That's never going to, you want a horse to want the barrel. You want them to crave the turn. My horses always were patterned and my clients' horses that it's easy in, relax, and hurry out and have fun. So that way they're looking for my cue to, to rate so they exhale focus and they are looking for the release so that they know they get to snap that barrel and run to the next one so remember the release is a snap if you want snappy turns you've got to give your horse back their head and let them work um i don't believe in making practice runs at home i don't think you need to go ever above a slow lope i think you can um Basically walk the pattern, show them where you want them to be, work on your rider cues and their body position. You can trot, um, post-trot, sit-jog. And, you know, you may want to lope to the barrel, stop, walk around it to keep rating your horse so that, um, you know, their brakes are working. A lot of you, you know, if you have a, a free runner, you want to go to the barrel and stop and sit there and relax at your rate spot. If you have a push horse, you might work more on flex and fluidity, but you don't need to make runs at home. It's not good for the horse. It's, you know, they're just going to get hotter. They don't really learn anything from it. Maybe you want it for timing, but here's the deal. 
you're never going to mimic a real run at home because the horse that's their practice pin that's where they're confident and calm it's not the same the 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 emotion the adrenaline's not the same you have to learn to do that as you haul that's part of seasoning so i don't believe in practice runs at home i do think if you're going to a specific type of an arena say all of a sudden you've been running in 17 second patterns and you're going to a 13 second pattern then sure set the barrels up for that and maybe walk trot and lope at once just to get your timing in a smaller setup um, if you're going to a really big pattern and you've been running small ones, you might want to set up a bigger one to make sure you've got your horse freed up enough to get to the barrels and stuff like that. So again, nothing more than a walk, trot, or slow lope. But once a horse knows the pattern, um, you don't need to do the barrels a lot. You don't need to exhibition. You don't need to, uh, unless there's a problem or you're doing it just to calm them down and relax them. So by walking the pattern once a week or maybe trot, walk, um, you're teaching that horse to settle and just showing them what you expect from them on the weekends. <clears throat> so it doesn't have to be a long drawn out thing. Um, so also something else to think about, and this is another question that came up, um, you know, is, uh, is how to ride indoor and outdoor runs and you should journal about it. I, I talk about journaling all the time and there's a reason because when people come over for a lesson, I'll say, okay, this isn't going well. What's changed? And they'll tell me, oh, I'm feeding a 14% feed now instead of a 10% or we didn't ride at all this week. And I tell them journal that because now we know what your horse can't take, you know, can't handle or whatever. So these are all things to consider. Um, you know, know what's changed. So if you're going from indoor to outdoor, journal about those pins and whether or not you had to push harder or back off and ride quiet. Um, because here's the thing, like in Colorado, we would run <clears throat> six months indoors, six months outdoors <clears throat> and pretty much the same arenas. Um, so your horse can get their timing, just like when you go to a super show and you get to make three runs in the same setup. But, but here in Florida, um, you could be at an outdoor 17 second pattern Friday and then a 13 second indoor on Saturday. You know, it does, it changes up a lot. <clears throat> so we need to know how our horses are going to handle it, the different ground, the different setup. So that's why you need to journal about it and say, you know, on the indoor deeper ground, I could push them a little bit harder because of the walls. Um, outdoor open pin, I had to back off, sit down, say, whoa, I had to put a bit on with a little bit more um, uh, leverage for whoa. I could go to a lighter bit in the indoor pin because, you know, I could push them a little bit more, all those things. <clears throat> so there's something I want to talk about today for the topic, in it to win it. There's three things I believe you must have in order to win it. Um, a lot of people get to the barrel race and they don't have that mind that I'm here to win. And when I say win, um, for some of you, it is going to be first in the 1D. For the others of you, it might be first in the 2D, first in the 3D, your personal best. You're not there to compete against others. You're there to compete against yourself or you would just trail ride. So you're trying to be your very best. You're riding with heart. You gave 100% at home getting ready for this. You're going to give 100% at the show. And, um, and so that's, that's, a so the number one thing is positive attitude. You have to have a positive attitude or you will not last in this industry, whether you're a competitor or you do it for a living. 
Um, you, you just have, you can't get discouraged. You have to learn from mistakes. And that's why I tell you to journal about it. And, um, that's why you're in this group, you know, because you want to improve, you want constructive criticism, you know, you want to celebrate what you're doing well, and you want to, uh, say, oh, I didn't see that. Thank you for your eyes seeing what I didn't see. Now I know what to do on the next run in order and how to train this week. The second thing is foundation. You've got to have a a solid foundation. Um, And that's everything from the rider's cues. You have to know when and why and how to use your cues. Your horse's basics. The fancier broke, the more buttons they have, the easier your pattern's going to get. You have to have a great pattern on them. And you have to know your position and cues needed on that pattern and the timing and feel that you need with speed as well. The third important thing is having a calm, confident focus. That's really important as well when you're in competition. So practice that calm, confident focus in your slow work, your exhibitions, your job, anywhere and everywhere in your life. Just be calm and confident and focused. And that will start to help you at game time. You'll be able to clear your mind and you'll be able to trust your training and trust your teamwork with your horse and only have a couple of things, one or two things in your mind as you're heading down the alleyway. Mine was always riding to my spots and then depending on the horse I was on, I might talk to them or use more leg or sit early or something like that, but don't get your head going with too many things. Um, you know, if you have a rider that's heavy handed, just think low and forward hands. Um, you know, if you're a rider that gets high handed, just think low forward hands. Um, uh, you know, just whatever it is, use my body more, talk to my horse, whatever, but have two things. And for me, looking at my spot and using whatever cue that particular horse needed the most is what I thought about. So by being in it to win it is um, is not being indecisive. You know, it's wanting to do your best, going that extra mile, not being lazy, not being a procrastinator, and knowing what it takes, not just uh, physically, but mentally, to be a tough competitor. So all of these things are really important. Um, You know, you don't want to put so much pressure on yourself to win that it affects your ability to relax and enjoy the competition. You just have to trust your training and then see what's working and then build from that. You know, you just have to be uh, realistic in your expectations um, with you and your horse and, and celebrate a win. If you had a personal best for that month, be happy about that and maybe don't change things. Let things just go for a little while. You know, um, you don't have to get better every single run. You can have a month of, hey, this is confident. This is consistent. Let's work with this, you know, and then see where we are in a month from now or two months. However, you know, some people only compete twice a month. You know, some of you are out there once a week. Um, And know, know if your horse is sore. If there's a problem, is my horse sore, you know? A tendon, a a, a ligament, you know, all those things can be hiding. A horse could be stoic. So realize when is time to train and when are they sore and it could be pain causing an issue. Um, Do that extra care for your horses, keeping those, um, you know, consistent feeding times, quality uh, feed, do your groundwork, exercise them, do something with your horse every day. You know, that's how winners 
become winners um, by, by putting effort in daily. Avoid that negativity, as I mentioned, positive, constructive criticism. Have your circle be a positive circle that you're in. Um, people that encourage you to be your best want you to be your best. Um, you know, it's important to me to know how you feel about things, what you think about your horse and you. You know, these are important things as well. Um, you know, you, you have to focus on timing runs, you know, uh, on what changed, what didn't change. You know, it's all part of it. So that's why I'm so into the journaling and keeping track. Like, okay, last time I was in this pen, you know, I, I um, didn't get straighter longer on second or I sliced third or my first row was perfect because I hit this spot in this spot, you know. Those are all things that you want to keep in mind. That's why we want to journal. You can draw your little pattern out. You can make some comments about your draw number or the ground conditions, whatever is going to be helpful for you. Um, you also have to say, is my horse my slave or my partner? You know, do I have a connection with my horse? You know, um, we don't necessarily want to be that um, person who lets our horse walk all over us and um, our horse is treat motivated only, but we don't want to be that drill sergeant that's all about pressure, 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 and only release when they try. Um, but maybe doing somewhere in the middle, you know, somewhere between um, letting a horse have their spirit and picking your battles. You know, I do like <clears throat> I do like having that relationship with my horse where some of it's on liberty work whether that's on the ground or in the saddle where my horse and I are working together off body language and we're connected. I think you need to have a mix of it all. Do I give my horse a treat at the beginning and the end of every session? Sure. I give him a treat when I'm grooming him. I give him a treat when I'm done. Um, you know, and most, most women do. Um, do I use pressure and release? Yes, I do. Because in our, our industry to do what we do in barrel racing, they understand when we want to bend a rib cage, we put our inside calf pressure on them. You know, when we need to get a little nose, we use an inside rein. So obviously we have to use pressure and release, but the release is the key. That's when the horse does the job theirself. That's when the horse learns, um, uh, those kind of things. As far as Liberty works, you know, um, one of you sent me a video this week riding your three-year-old bridalist and bareback through the pattern. And the better relation you have with your horse, I'm not saying everybody should do that. So just safety always in a round pen. She did have a, a, a rope around the horse's neck and stuff like that. But but liberty work is great. Time spent just bonding with your horse, you know, riding them bareback or going for a trail ride. Um, those are all wonderful things, you know, if that's something that you like to do or even just riding without stirrups with to check and make sure you're using your seat properly and your balance is good. But remember, our horses are a mirror of us. If we're a confident, calm leader, our horses are going to mimic calmness and focus as well. But if we're all tense and nervous, our horses aren't going to very much like doing what we're doing. So if you are dreading the barrel race, guess what? Your horse is going to be dreading it too. So we want our horse to mirror us. When you're working circles, where you're looking, they should be looking. Your shoulders and their shoulders should match. Your hips and their hips should match. Your give and take pressure, soft and suppleness should be their soft and suppleness. It definitely should be a mirroring situation. And then you have to ask yourself, what's in it for the horse? You know, 
um, you know, I, I mentioned about being a slave. Is a is it a horsonality? You know, you know your horse's horsonality. What's in it for them? You know, some horses might just assume be home and be a pasture ornament. So when you take them away from home, you know, don't take all their spirit away. Let them have some fun. You know, hand graze them. Spend time rubbing their extra special spots when you're grooming them that they like. Um, you know, make it fun for them. Let them see their horse buddies, you know, and and don't make it a stressful thing in the arena all the time. It can be a relaxing, fun thing. You know, those are all important things. And so number four is also... Is it stressful to be with you um, or with the herd? Would they rather be with their herd because the herd is non-stressful? So like if a horse is always wanting to get back to the horse trailer with its buddies, maybe it's because with its buddies it's calm and relaxing, but with you it's stressful. So think about those things, just spending time grazing with your horse or hanging out with your horse just for fun, not just for your goals and your competition stress and all of that. Um... You know, number four, so number one was the connection, you know, how you relate to your horse. Number two is the mirror of us. Um, you know, are we calm and confident? Number three is in, what's in it for them. You know, why should they want to do this? Number four, are you making it stressful to be with you or would they rather be with their herd or, or their barn? And number four, excuse me, that was number four. Number five, apparently I can't write. Um or count, or any of the above. So number five was, um, do you feel like you want to throw up before your run, or are you having fun, or are you somewhere in the middle? And I realize some people are doing this just for fun on the weekends, and others are in it to win it, and um, rider nerves are a big deal, so I really do think you have to try to keep it somewhere in the middle of that. You know, I know if you're feeling like you want to throw up, that horse you're on is also sensing that stress that you're relating. And it doesn't make it um, a place that they're going to want to be or keep heart in them. You know, you have to enjoy it if they're going to enjoy it. So keep that in mind. Number six is that winning attitude that I was talking about. Having a positive attitude is really, really important. Um, that solid foundation for the rider and the horse is really important on the pattern and away from the pattern and that calm, confident focus. So those are all important things that bond with your horse, knowing your horse, that connection. That's a really important thing. Number one, number two, care and conditioning, um, training routines, uh, having your pre-race routine and your focus on how you're going to compete um, based on different arenas and setups. All of that's really important to a winning attitude. The right team, the right team, your coach, your vet, your farrier, your dentist, your massage therapist, chiropractor, your friends at hall with you or your family, having the right team with you that's positive and encouraging is important as well. That they're on the same page with you and that they're, you know, uh, helping you not hindering you you know that kind of thing a positive positive energy around you um and then um uh, the fifth or fourth thing sorry um is if if you could spend if i told you if you would spend one hour a day with your horse you could shave three tenths off of your time would you do it and that's how i want you to look at what you're doing because by spending an hour a day with your horse and I'm talking about half of that being saddle time and, and grooming time and all of that 
um, and 30 minutes maybe in the saddle, whatever. But if one hour a day with your horse could shave three tenths off of your time, would you do it? And if the answer is yes, then absolutely do it. Because the more you spend on the things that I mentioned earlier about this uh, topic, um, the better your foundation, the better your rider cues, the better your mental game, your positive attitude, the better all of that timing and feel and position and repetition and consistency, whether it comes through doing a, a drill, some dry work, slow barrels, or hauling and getting um, seasoned and exposure and experience um, and learning and journaling and all of that, if that could shave off that three-tenths, and that gets you out of the 1D cracks into the 1D money or out of the 2D cracks into the 2D money or 3D cracks and 3D money, 4D cracks and the 4D money, would it be worth it? And I bet your answer is going to be yes, because it's fun to barrel race. It's even better on a bad day to go barrel race and then a good day not to, right? But it's way better to barrel race when you're winning because it helps pay those entry fees, pay that fuel, pay that hay. And, um, and that's what you're doing this for. You know, you enter because you're, you are competitive and you want to do well. Um, so I would, um, I would say the final thing on that is to work at it until you can do it in your sleep, basically until the muscle memory is just, everything is just a ice in your veins, calm, confident focus, you and your horse are a team. And it's like, you know, brushing your hair, or brushing your teeth, you just get out there and do it. And you don't have to think about it. So I really do feel bad for the misunderstood horses. And that's how I got into TLC over the years. Uh, I saw things I didn't like in the early 90s, um, in my Colorado days. But I also had a, a passion for training and teaching. And I love training horses. I probably love training more than I did competing. Um, and I enjoyed competing when I did for 25 years solid. All I did was compete and train horses. And, um, you know, it's a time for a change in my life. Um, every chapter of your book has new adventures for you. And there's a time when your passion, your heart goes one direction or another. And a lot of you have those passions. Some of you want to rodeo. Some of you want a super show. Some of you want to train your own babies to maturity. You know, some of you just want to learn to be the best team you can be with your horse. And those are all awesome things. But my ultimate goal is to have non-misunderstood horses, horses that are doing it because of their bond with you. They're doing it because you respect them and care well for them. All of those things are very, very important. So I want to finish with saying, don't be afraid to believe in yourself and give it all that you have. Um, work on it because it is your love and passion. And it will take care of itself if you do all of those things. So just keep that in mind. And I want to close saying that I do have a clinic this Saturday in Lady Lake. And um, so I probably will be late getting videos back to you guys, um, maybe Monday and Tuesday. Uh, just depend on if I get caught up on Sunday from the videos that I'll be doing from the clinic Saturday. So you might get them Sunday and Monday, um, just depending on how tired I am, if I have any voice left to talk, but for sure, Monday and Tuesday. So I want to tell everyone to have a wonderful, safe week and um, to continue to um, be in it to win it, which by that, I mean your personal best with your horse 
And, um, and as always, ride with heart, have fun, and God bless you all. Thank you.